0: recorded. It's been like 12 months, 13, 14 months. Yes, it's, it's been, been a minute. Five years. Yep. Feels
1: like a lifetime. It's, it's, life has been busy. Life is, life has been very busy. So sorry, all you working mommy manual listeners. We've had a tiny bit of an unexpected hiatus just due to, you know, life. Everything.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is what we're going to talk about today. But before
0: we dive into it, so this is brand new year, 2023. Happy New Year. Hey. Our children turn 18 this year and graduate high school. Ugh. I literally, at midnight when we did our cheers toast, I looked at Dale and he was like, I go, I'm feeling emotional. I go, our, like, this is it. Our little adult training is finally going to be an adult.
1: I'm excited for them, though. Me too. I am. I'm like, I'm ready for them to be
0: I just adulting. didn't expect it to go so fast now that we're here.
1: But everyone says that.
0: I know, it's true. Everyone's like, oh, don't blink or yeah. you know. I never believed it though. I just figured like, you know, it's like that old adage that I guess they say, um, what is it? The, the
1: years go the years the years go fast but the minutes are, go slowly. The so days the, the, the days, days are, are long, but, but the, the but the years, years are, are fast. You
0: guys get it. You know what we're trying Days to Days are
1: short. Yes. No. Days are Days long. Days are long.
0: <laughs> years are short. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, it's also like, I'm I'm still kind of fuzzy from a lot of champagne on um, on New Year's.
0: New Year's Eve. We were actually pretty good, and we had champagne yesterday for New Year's Day. We had, um, you know, my grandmother, who grew up in the South, always um, had black-eyed peas for New Year's Day. It was always part of good luck. So, I would always try to find a way to incorporate it and now I just stick to the soup I make every year. Do they which taste is, good? Does it taste good? Yeah. Actually, they taste really good. Oh, nice. So it, it's like an earthy taste, you okay. know, which is not bad. Like, well, you put, I make this ham potato black-eyed pea soup. You put the butter and the roux and all that stuff together, it covers it all up. It just tastes like, it's really good. <laughs> really? Like, yes. It is? Oh. Yeah. I'll bring some. I have some leftover. I'll bring some. Okay. It
1: I'll home. try some. But you're supposed to eat it on New Year's Day to make it. We'll your... just pretend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So the kids are about to graduate and become adults. I know. And man, I thought when that happened that
0: it would be like, you know, this footloose and fancy free time in our lives. It's so stressful, you know, and, and actually, you know, as they get older, you know, we give um, Brooklyn more freedoms, it seems. I mean, we're not like riding her all the time about she's pretty independent. She's really does a good job. We, we do have to navigate her, kind of make sure she stays on the right path. But um, <clears throat> for the most part, she does, you know, I don't know. Well, I'm interested to see how this is all going to go. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're but they're we've raised them pretty
1: well. I mean, they're they're pretty autonomous. They're pretty responsible for themselves. Besides, like their you know little temper tantrums and little teenage stuff that happens. But exactly, um, I you know I just feel like Jack wants a lot of responsibility, and I just want him to have the other side of it.
0: Because you have the rest of your life to be responsible. But, I honestly, you know, the working and taking care of a family and all of that. Like this is the time you really have to enjoy it. These next several years anyway. I'm kind well,
1: I'm ready for him not to enjoy it. Like I want <laughs> I want him to see a little bit more. Like, you know, what happens when you don't have someone who like a cleaning service that comes right. in and cleans your room. No, you know, it's twice true. twice a month. Yeah. And what yeah. happens when you're Really responsible for your own laundry, yeah, and feeding yourself for every meal, right. not just the ones you decide to make for yourself. Right. You know, right.
0: no, it's so true. Food shopping, yeah, like, how does this. that all just happen? Right. It's
1: not just you know, you don't blink
0: and it's not there. Yeah, <laughs> like he he, I think he doesn't understand it. Well, like I always try to drag my kids into the kitchen, right? Because I love cooking homemade, and so I'm um, they have like they'll be interested for a second and then they're gone. And so I was making I was cooking something yesterday. And I'm like, I wonder if Brooklyn's going to be calling me like in her 20s like mom how did you make this or how did you do this oh 100% and I can't wait for it they <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll be like well let me tell you let me tell you a little story exactly.
0: Brooklyn
1: <laughs> how much time do you have she's like mom can okay, you just
0: give me the short version but mm. my when I would come home from school my mom would have like a meal in the fridge now m- listen my mom was a single mom it wasn't like we had everything to choose from literally it was one meal that we had to make for dinner and that is all we ate there was no extra, or I'm going to have mac and cheese instead, or I'm going to eat cereal. It was, this is what you're going to eat, or you're not going to eat at all. Mm-hmm. My mom would always say, I'm not a shorthand kitchen.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yeah. My children don't understand that. Well, I've just, I've gone the other way, where I just, I get the tavala. I know. And I let them pick their own meals it's and perfect, make them. Still. And I'm like, I am yeah. like I take myself out of the equation. Yeah. I'm like,
0: you're great at all other things. You don't have to do. You know, it's one of those things. You have to pick what works for you. Mm-hmm. And if it's not in the kitchen, it's not in the kitchen. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, and I do enjoy cooking. Oh, mm-hmm. I made
1: that beef Wellington. Oh, for I Christmas. know. I was thinking about Girl. that, so I texted
0: you. I was like, "How
1: did it turn out?" Oh, maybe I'll make that my um, my my mom hack. My um, yeah. It did you was, feel
0: intimidated by it?
1: No, but you know what? I wish I had done, which I chickened out. I did not make my own um, uh, dough. Oh. I just got like Pillsbury Crescent rolls and rolled that out. Yes. But I don't think the dough is actually that hard. And I think it would have been better if I made my own. Really?
0: So Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I don't like making is like homemade breads and homemade doughs. Because for me, I feel like I over like massage it or over knead it. And it's not as fluffy as it should be. It's just not my forte. Like I stick to the box stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll try. Oh, you can get box stuff? Well, you can get, like, um, we used to, I think we still have a bread maker, actually. I remember one year for Christmas, Dale's parents bought him for the whole family, all the kids. I think, no, I got rid of it. I, I thought I had it. But anyway. I every, vaguely
1: remember you getting a bread maker. Well,
0: no, I mean, this was forever ago. Oh, it was? Yeah, Or
1: having a bread maker. Yeah, I feel like you used to make bread every yes. once in a while. We
0: would only do it for, like, on holidays. That was it. I uh, never made it any other time. But uh, anyway, it was fun. Really? And, like, it, I guess that's it, it's a thing of the past. Probably, like, airfares will be a pit thing of the past, too. <laughs>
1: I love my air I fryer. I love though. my air fryer
0: too. I do
1: love me my. I don't know if they'll become a thing of the past, not unless there's something like magical. I mean, I don't know. Bread maker is very specific. Air yeah. fryer, you can do anything right. in an air fryer. Right? You can probably make bread in an air fryer. I bet there's someone out there with a recipe. <laughs> They're for gonna be testing air it out. fryer bread. Right? Right? Yeah. Um. Well, so you know, kids are moving up, moving on, getting older, and I, in my mind, had this whole idea about they'll you know, I'll, I'll have more freedom, right? I'll be less responsible for things because <laughs> now he'll be out of the house. And I, I knew I'd still be involved. But the the reason we've had this hiatus is that, um, my, my parents both had open heart surgery in the last 75 days. And one was my mom's was planned. My dad's was not. And it has been very, 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 very intense. Mm-hmm. And now we are, um, in the process of building a, guest casita for mm-hmm. them to live in here. And so I feel like, oh, I was, I was starting to be an empty nester. and Now I got my parents moving in with me.
0: But bless you for doing that. You know what I mean? I think it's really admirable for you to actually step up and be like, mom, dad, I'm here to help. And this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. I mean, I, I guess so. But I think
1: it's just out of necessity. And I think there are a lot of people out there that it, that happens too, like where mm-hmm. you've got to get your parents to downside and move closer to you or move in with you or cause my parents didn't know kind of planning. Right? right. So there was no like long-term care policy that's, you know, that's bringing someone in and, and because I'm the only caretaker, you know, my brother has a three-year-old and he lives across the country. And so, and, you know, he's anyway, it's falling to me mostly. And, um, you know, because of that, I feel like it's actually easier if they are here mm-hmm. than if they are, you know, 25 minutes away. Because right. what I found with them being 25 minutes away was that I just spent an hour, an extra, you know, hour around trip every day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because one was in the hospital and one was home and still needed care and still needed oversight. So... We've had a lot of help with like, you know, family has flown in and helped out. But um, anyway, it's just, you know it was a i i always knew these days were coming right i thought it was going to be like 10 years from now
0: no i know and that's the hard part about planning uh, planning for the whole thing is just you know um there's never a good time to sit down and a lot of people don't enjoy planning and putting things together and making sure that they they have everything set you know um my mom's only wish was not to put her in a home and i'm like why like the older the older i get i'm like why wouldn't you want to be in a home like oh my God. there's so much to do oh
1: i want to be in a home yes I wanna to be in, I want to be in a nice home that I've planned on, right. you know, and yep. I,
0: it's like, it's right. like
1: college dorms for seniors, right. but like way better with way better food. Well, and-, and
0: not only that, but what makes me laugh is sometimes like, remember when we used to see commercials for like 55 plus communities? I know. Girl, we're knocking on their door. I know. <laughs> we for sure are. And by the way, it's like pretty... It's a
1: pretty awesome deal if you live in a fifty-five plus community, right?
0: Right, you're Mm -hmm. like plugged in. You have a bunch of things to do. I have a friend who sold their house and they moved into a fifty-five plus, like it was like a new build kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. and they have this big, huge, like rec room, and they're always doing parties. They're always like doing all kinds of stuff, and I'm like, and they'll have like movie nights, and they'll do like, and a lot of them have like
1: golf carts,
0: and they'll go around on their golf carts. Well, and what's so adorable is my in-laws actually live in assisted living now, and. And um and I follow the Facebook page. So I'll see my father-in-law doing like exercises with the ladies. It's oh my so cute. God, I love and like it. Santa showed up and, you know, he was sitting next to my mother-in-law. So it's so nice to be able to follow those Facebook pages because I get to see a glimpse of, you know, what's going on.
1: Well, and so you're seeing it with your in-laws. Yes. And then, you know, you lost your mom super unexpectedly. Right. And so I think that's worth touching on too, as we talk about moving. It away from just being that child Mm -hmm. to being to roll a bit of a role reversal, right? Where you're doing more. It's it's not parenting in an infant kind of sense, right? You're not infantilizing your parents, but you are caretaking more. Mm -hmm. So it's not maybe it's not parenting. It's more caretaking. Like you're moving into this caretaking phase, and whether or not it's, and I think lesson learned for both of us, it was unexpected, right? So I thought I had planned mentally in my mind. And also I had been pushing my parents to, you know, get powers of attorney, medical and financial, um, you know, write down what their wishes are. I I thought I had been having those discussions and thank God they just let me set up medical and financial powers of attorneys, but they know they don't really have an advanced directive, right? Mm -hmm. So like what Mm -hmm. they, if they just, you know, what they want to have happened and, you know where they if if they've passed what they want their you know their final wishes are right um, they don't really have that mm-hmm. and and I wasn't pushing them as hard because I'm like well we got all the time in the world you right. know they're they're healthy yep. they were a very young seventy five mm-hmm. and I at least thought oh there'd be some you know uh, like a slower progression right but really that hasn't happened for you and I.
0: Right.
1: You know, yeah. you lost your mom super unexpectedly. Right. And you – it was an intense caretaking. So you you lost – your mom – do you want to talk a little bit about like what – you know, how quickly that all unfolded? Yes.
0: I mean, we didn't even know she was six. Well, and thing. how old was she?
1: So I think – 61. 61 okay. years so, old. So And that's – again, we're so, knocking yeah. on that door.
0: Yeah. And so what happened was my mom um, – sh- she had some – um there was, she had, there was some underlying issues going on. She was trying to figure out what was wrong. You know, diabetes runs in my family. So they had her tested for diabetes. She was showing up positive for that. Um, and then there were some other things. And so they kept doing tests and then I think it was like internal bleeding. Something happened that took her to the hospital. They finally found out that she had pancreatic cancer and that's just a death, sentence right it's not like this is what we're gonna do except or- for
1: dr buckman
0: i know he's just he's a- in his amazing. 90s now
1: and it's been what like six, six years, years with pancreatic cancer i've
0: never seen anybody just it's so insane it is he's really done a great job and perry, perry credits
1: Perry's- that um that um experimental drug he got put really? on mm-hmm.
0: that's great and i
1: think that that's true
0: no that's phenomenal We gotta find out what
1: that drug was i'm serious right
0: so, um, so she was diagnosed and um, when she called me to tell me, I remember I was at work and so I went outside to talk to her and she's like, you know, this is um, not a good outlook. And I said, no, I know exactly what this means. And so, um, but, and sadly, we, she, when she was diagnosed, she died 17 days later. But for seven, those first seven days, I talked to her, I talked to her every day anyway, but now it was about what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? My sister thankfully had moved up to Washington where she had lived with in Arizona, with me for five years. So she had literally hadn't even been up there a year when this happened. And um, and so, you know, we were kind of coming up with a plan and that literally the Friday that I was going up to spend time with my mom, um, I got a call that morning that she had to have emergency surgery. And um, basically the cancer had already metastasized and um, it had um, perforated her esophagus and she had gotten sick or something, but it blew up. So they had to do emergency surgery. And so I'm getting this call, and I'm like, I, and I had told her the night before, I, um, Thursday night, I said, Mom, I'm so afraid I'm going to wake up one day and never get to talk to you again. And she was like, Don't cry for me. <laughs> she was like, Don't cry for me. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Now I'm crying. But I just was like, I just was not ready for that. You know, I mean, she was a single mom with five kids. Like I helped raise my brothers and sisters. Like we were best friends.
1: But you weren't ready for it because she was 61 and she was healthy and vibrant and young. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think, the biggest shock to the system is there was no kind of gentle Diminishment, no, right? It wasn't right. like over the years, you're like, Oh, mom's slowing down. Right. It's like your mom was like going at full speed, yep. totally independent, yes, and then boom, yeah. And then 17 days later, she was gone, gone. But you had to caretake, yep, during those intense 17 right. days, and then you had to sort through everything, right? And you know, and with my parents, it was again super healthy 75 year olds. Now, we knew my mom had this valve and it was like Mm -hmm. kind of faulty that they were watching and from one year to the next it was not bad and then from one year to the next it was bad right so we knew she had to have the surgery and so it was you know planned for a couple of months um and and honestly her surgery was a success and um and and you know my father was there to you know help her when she got home and Um, She healed well and she's, you know, she's 75 days out, let's call it. And she's probably about 80% of what she was pre-surgery. So I really feel confident that, you know, a year from now she's going to be in great shape. Oh, yeah. But, you know, then my dad had this, you know,
0: heart issue out
1: of nowhere. And but he ignored the signs because he was like, quote unquote, taking care of my mom. Then he goes in for a stress test the day before Thanksgiving And finds out, by the way, you're like basically having a heart attack. You need to go to the hospital. And they put him on a nitro drip and get that under control. And then they think, we'll put some stints in on on Thanksgiving Day. And I go to the hospital. Everyone's coming to my house for Thanksgiving. I'm like, I'll be back by 2. Nope. He, you know, the, the surgeon comes out of the stent surgery. And he's like, your dad has to have emergency surgery. So they have another surgeon come in an hour and a half later. He's in emergency surgery for five hours. I
0: know, um, for
1: and with triple bypass. So and and then he literally just got out of the hospital. Not um, so he got out of the hospital. I want to. Well, he went went to acute rehab afterwards because mm-hmm. he had some other issues. So he was in the hospital for almost a month. Mm-hmm. That or acute rehab, and then he was out. He got out the. So he went in on the day before Thanksgiving, he got out the Friday before Christmas and Christmas was on a Sunday. And then he was back in the hospital, you know, last week. Right. And he's, you know, I I mean, he literally has only been home. Like, was he home for a week? No, 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 he wasn't even home for a week. So, (sighs) and so, so anyway, the point being that, you know, up until two and a half months ago, I had two fully functional, young, parents right. who, yes, had some very preliminary, you know, they at least had medical and financial powers of attorney. But after me begging them, you know, please tell me what your final wishes are. But tell me if you want to be buried. Do you want to be cremated? Where do you want to be buried? What do you want in your ashes? You know, what do you, you know, what do you want? And and they were just like, no,
0: no, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And you can't make them. No, I know. But, you know, it's really important. And as uncomfortable it is to have those conversations, they're very hard conversations to have, but they're important to have. Because once they, you know, because, I mean, for example, my sister, my dad also passed away. Now, I didn't have a great relationship with him. He was just, um, he was... He was you were estranged. Awesome. Yes, we were very estranged. He was just because he was crazy, crazy. It's a crazy tactic. S- <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're if you have a crazy parent, you get to be estranged. You do, you do, and you don't invite them into your life. And I mean, you you have to put boundaries up. And I had strict boundaries around my father, especially after I got married and had children. I wasn't going to go down that route with him. Anyway, he um so anyway, my sister and um he started building a relationship again with my mom and my sister. They were the only ones who would really t- take his calls or talk to him. And I did have some remorse with that because he had asked for a picture of my family and I wouldn't send it to him. And I was like, he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't get to have that. Mm-mm. So then when he died, I was like, all he wanted was a picture. Kathleen, you couldn't be a big person. Just send him one picture. But I don't know. I was just it was my boundary about how I felt about how he was in and out of our lives whenever he chose to do that. And I wasn't going to subject my family to that. No, I
1: well. and by yeah, by the way, he with his actions, he. uh he does he didn't deserve any of that.
0: Well, I I mean, we tried rebuilding a relationship, I guess, back in my early 20s. And like he would talk to me regularly. He would send cards like he paid for the tags on my car, which was like the only thing I think he's ever paid for in my life. And um, I remember it was Father's Day and I had reached out to him. I sent a card and it got returned and I called him left message, left message. Didn't never heard from him again for 10 years. I didn't hear from him until it was like Christmas Day. And then I— Well, that's the thing, like if if you know that someone is is spotty you
1: when you have children there are things that you will accept for yourself that you will not accept for your children 100 percent. so you will accept someone being here not being here being hard to pin down being flaky right but When you, but you're
0: like, I'm not going to subject my children to that. No. And then, and then when he would, when he called, he called me, my mom gave me, I'm like, thanks mom for giving me a heads up, by the way. I just get a phone call from him. And I think it probably, he left a message, but he just picked up like nothing was missing. I'm like, you've been gone a decade, like 10 years you've been gone. I did. You stopped talking to me at 21 and now I'm 31. I've got a family and married and all this stuff. And I just wasn't having it. I was really upset yeah so my sister when she was building that well
1: plus for you not only do you not want it in your children's lives Mm -hmm. but it does have an effect on you yes and if you're a parent with young children it's like you you got to have all of your mental togetherness to just tackle right and you know your day-to-day and bring these children up right you can't be
0: wasting any of your bandwidth on a guy who's not worth it no agreed and so, um, but so he and my sister- All I'm saying
1: is fuck him in the picture.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you for that validation. Because <laughs> I did feel really guilty about it for mm-hmm. a long time. Nope. So, Flush um, that guilt right down thank the you. toilet. I appreciate it. Because it was hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, my sister was having a conversation and they were having like, what do you want to do? Because he had, um, he was having heart, not heart failure. There was something going on. Um, and my sister's like, you, they're- you have to have surgery. Did he have that this. little Grinch
1: heart? Yeah, he
0: that did. That little tiny one. <laughs> it, did, it, <laughs> it was, was 10 like, inches too small 10, or yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> um, and so she was like, this is something you have to have surgery. If you don't have surgery, this will be fatal because my sister's in the cardiology field. She's like a oh, tech, yeah. you know. She's been helping me a lot. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so anyway, I um, he, she said, Well, what are your wishes? So she's talking to him, and she said, Literally, this is after he died, she goes, I asked him what his wishes were, and then uh, my son walked into the room, and we started whispering to each other. And I came back to the conversation because he was telling her in their ear, and she had no clue. <laughs> she doesn't remember after that. And I was like, "Oh lord, oh boy." So he got cremated, and you know what's really interesting is um, speaking of God winks. Um, so, wait, so what happened with his ashes? this is what I want to tell you. Oh, okay. So what happened was, so he ended up being cremated and I didn't want him. You know, I had to take care of everything because I was the next of kin and my because he and my mom were divorced. But um, I had to deal with all of his stuff. Like, and, and I had just had Bailey. Bailey was two weeks old when he died. So I couldn't travel to Colorado to his house. So Dale and his best friend went up there. And then, like, basically, I got to of the VA and I'm like, take everything. I don't want anything. All I want are the papers. You know, any papers in his house, I want the papers and that's it. So um, anyway, um, so long story short, my, I, I have – like I talked to the um, mortuary – and I'm like you know have the ashes shipped to my mom and I can't I don't know why but they ended up going to the post office and the mortuary was supposed to tell me when they were being shipped so I can have my mom keep an eye out for it whatever so like two like must have been two weeks and I had this dream one night and I'm um I'm dreaming and it, my dad is in my dream and he's yelling at me and he is just and that was his nature he was just really had very aggressive. bad demons yeah so he's yelling at me in my dream or whatever and I wake up the next morning I'm like God, oh, that was awful i like mom can you go down the post office like just go see Um, I think I'd left a message for the mortuary and sure enough his ashes had been there for like two weeks oh, <laughs> sitting at the post no. office so my mom grabbed his ashes and she's like she said she started talking to the urn she's like leave our daughter alone <laughs> <laughs>
1: She's like, "Girl, I'll put you
0: somewhere you don't want to be, buddy." Exactly. So now it's so funny. I think my my sister had my mom's ashes, but we spread her ashes. I think my sister had my grand no, yeah, my grandma's ashes and my dad's ashes. I'm like, "Girl, you cannot keep collecting our family members. Oh like, my you got to get rid of them. They're not like you know no. Russian nesting
1: dolls no. or like you know beanie babies. <laughs> like you gotta I mean, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's not no. or spoons.
0: Right. So I did buy necklaces for my sisters and I um, when my mom's at, before we spread my mom's ashes so wait is your dad with your sister yes she still has him oh my god that's
1: so funny (laughs) I'm like what are you gonna do with them you know
0: and I'm sure like his family I'm my great uncle is like the only surviving um um, person on that side. Yes. Well, not only, but uh, the brothers of the, you know, elder, like my grandfather's brothers and all of that. So, and he was the baby, but um, he was like, you know, I think you guys should bring him back and, you know, do a proper burial or whatnot. We just... But I'm see like, the thing, and that's, you admit, know,
1: I, I know that people are, it's, for a lot of people, it's a very uncomfortable discussion. Right. But I think what you have to realize is that you're doing it for... The people who are left behind,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? You're you're dead,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Like right. now, your father's ghost probably came and haunted your dream and like <laughs> got all pissed off because <laughs> of the was. ashes. But He's basically, like, when you're dead, like. It doesn't matter. Like Well,
0: and, and not only that, but, you know, not to be so morbid about this, but you guys, this is how he was such a loner and so um, just didn't have friends or anything. When he had passed away, he was deceased for two weeks before anybody knew. OK,
1: don't be that guy. No.
0: I mean, it's don't how devastating that is that? I wouldn't want someone to know it was two weeks. Ago, and the only reason why oh is because God. he lived. So wait, they had
1: to like, he was dead in his somewhere. apartment yeah for two weeks for two weeks and nobody <gasps> knew
0: the only reason why they'd they knew, have to bring
1: in like a hazmat team they did oh and they dear had to God.
0: um they did a well check because he hadn't paid his rent and he was always on time for that stuff you know what i mean so the Whoa. i talked to the landlord of the place and so my and my husband went to go pick everything up and he's like there's just a big piece of carpet cut away i was like oh and, and actually, Dale took a bunch of pictures. Um, I never had them developed. They're sitting in my closet. I probably won't, you know. Pictures of. Of just the- like his, where he lived. Like I had so many questions. And so Dale decided to take pictures, and I just could never get them developed. I just left it. Isn't that interesting that you.
1: Wanted nothing to do with your father, and yet you did end up having to caretake, mm-hmm. like on some level. Mm-hmm. It's so messed up.
0: Well, and what's really funny, not funny, is that when um, I, I got all those papers back, right? So we gave everything to the VA, including my dad's car, which was like probably like an 84 Toyota, I don't even know. And so I'm going through the papers and I find actually like a car note, like he owed money on this car, and in here I just gave it away. I was like, oh Lord. And so I call the Carly, I don't even know who it was. I called them and I'm like, look, I have to get in touch with somebody. There's this vehicle out there. I gave it away. I didn't realize there was a car note on it. And um, so they said, hold on a second. So they put this man on the phone and he said, I knew something happened. I go, what do you mean? He goes, your dad worked for me. My dad actually was like a car auction and my dad would drive all the cars off, oh, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. And I don't know anybody who knew my father. And he was like, he was a quiet man, but he did a good job. Like he worked hard and that kind of stuff. And then a, Poor uncomfortable conversation, I start crying on the phone. I'm two two weeks postpartum, right? Oh, I'm Jesus. trying to go through all this stuff. And um, that was not fun. <laughs> so the point is, you're gonna end up being you're you gonna do. you like even if you think
1: you have no one, yeah, you are gonna need someone to caretake. It's so funny. I have a I have a friend, I'm not gonna say who, but I have a friend who uh she and her husband have no kids. Um and they're 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 pretty they do pretty well for themselves and she I remember I was visiting and she's like yeah we met with this attorney to get a trust drawn up but we're not going to do it because like I, I don't really care what happens and if things go through probate or whatever and you know just get divvied out per state regulations mm-hmm. um like I think they're going to just draw up a will which is a lot uh, so and so that's important a will is are your wishes right but it doesn't have any legal bearing in terms of how your wishes are carried out mm-hmm. like so for instance it a will if you know if you die and you have a will that says i want this money to go here there or wherever but it's not that you know that can be superseded by states mm-hmm. right like the state mm-hmm. laws and the mm-hmm. probate and you know it you might have a little bit of, of bearing but it it doesn't it, it doesn't supersede that so if if you have a trust, then you skip probate and, and I know you know basically a will has to go through probate and it's it, it, and your and your estate is um, public mm-hmm. and you know it can be divvied out through probate per that mm-hmm. unless it like conflicts with something right? right? Whereas a trust it's private. the trust says this is where this is going to this person, that person mm-hmm. um, and it skips probate. And so when all this stuff happened with my parents and, like, just how intense it's been taking care of them, I was like, I'm going to call that friend up and tell her, like, not for nothing, but you kind of, I think, already really like a couple of your nieces and nephews um, and have a close relationship with them. Like, why wouldn't you tell them, like, hey, I have a close relationship with you. You're getting more in my – I'm going to create this trust. You're you're the major beneficiary of right. it. You know, and then that way, when you need someone to help you, you know, even if you have long term care insurance or whatever, it's like you still need a family member to like advocate right. for you. Yes, you truly, truly do. Yes. And I, I don't mean that to sound awful because I'm I don't think you should have children just to you know like to deal with that, but man. There's
0: just a lot. And not only that, if you think about it, I mean, your children are going to be emotional about the whole thing anyway. Oh God. It's, there's nothing easy about that. And there's nothing logical. It's, it's difficult conversation after difficult conversation. And it's better to have that conversation ahead of time and have things laid out than it is trying to figure it out as it's happening or after a a life event has occurred.
1: So to that point, I have a friend who just had to put she and her sisters had to put their parents in um it's assisted living, but now the mom is gonna have hospice brought in, but mm-hmm. the father's like still in good mm-hmm. shape. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, the mom's had dementia for a long time. And the and so the there are all these end stage discussions, right? So th- these are two quick stories. So uh basically the doctors like, hey, you know, you're Your mom, if she gets like something simple like a UTI, if if you call hospice and we, you know, we can have those discussions about whether or not you treat that UTI. Like the elderly can die from a UTI. You know, it's you know in your twenties you're like, give me some penicillin and let me move on, right? And you know, and and so you know, but that's a decision that you have to make. Like, are you going to stop treating something so that Mm -hmm. someone can, you know, if they're at the end of their life and they're. super diminished and they're basically vegetative. Like, do you let something like a UTI take them? And those are super terrible, hard discussions to have. But her sister found in her mom's belongings, she had written out Oh, this, she had written out, it was, it basically said, I've lived a good life and I'm writing this because when my time comes, like, don't leave me in any kind of diminished state. Mm-hmm. Just let me go peacefully. And this is, I'm writing this to absolve anyone from any guilt or, you know, uh, or, or, or you know, and she basically said to absolve you of any guilt. Like, the, my wishes are to, I've you know, lived this great life and go out, you know, go without taking, without just like keeping me alive for keeping, for the sake of keeping me right. alive, basically. Right. And that's, you know, they're already, we're moving that way, but it's like, oh my god, now you don't have that guilt like would my mom have you know am i doing the right thing because who wants to let your mom right not she hasn't died from uti but i'm just using an example like who wants to say like yeah let this uti take her because she wouldn't want to live like this well now they know that
0: right you know true.
1: so or the other thing is having those advanced directives written out so important because when my dad went in for the surgery he's like oh i don't I, i don't want anyone to come to the hospital so of course i'm like okay i'm already on my way there I'm coming to the hospital, so I'm I'm sitting with him the day before Thanksgiving, and the hospitalist, the doctor comes in, and they're like, okay, we're going to do this stent surgery, but while you're awake, I want to like ask you your basic questions, like pre-surgery questions, Mm -hmm. like you know, do you have religious preference? You know, what about this? And they ask him, do you want to have um, chest compressions and be put on a ventilator if your heart stops? And my dad's like, no, and I was like, hold on a minute. (laughs) I said, doctor, can you just please? Uh, clarify, you're yeah. not saying you put him, my dad on a ventilator for like the next 20 years in a vegetative state. You're basically saying if his heart stops, should we take, you know, specific measures right. to re- resuscitate him and, you know, get bring him so we can have like a better, like get back to being himself. She's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My dad's like, oh yeah, well I want that. I want that. <laughs> Meanwhile, his heart stopped on the operating table. Right. And I'm sh- pretty sure once they open you up, like they're going to do whatever they can to keep you alive. But I'm like, what if your stupid advanced directive was like DNR right. and your heart technically stops? Do they just let you? yeah like, oh, That's
0: so, it's so, I mean, just one little decision. I would have. Right. Just if you wouldn't have been there, right? One little thing. Whereas if you just would write it out ahead
1: of time. Yeah. If you would write that stuff down ahead of time. And and here's the thing, it's not about being old. Because do you remember, um, remember that whole terrible thing? It was like when we were in high school, there was that woman, Terry Shivo. She oh, was yes. out of Florida, and yes. she was like a young mom. Yeah, and she had this. I think a, like I think she had either a massive heart attack or a massive stroke. But basically, she was left in a vegetative state. Yes, and her husband was like, she wouldn't have wanted to live like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to remove her feeding tube, and the the parents and I get it, like fought it, and I I, I forget. I think eventually they did take the tube out. And I she, think she
0: like, but she it, she it it was a very long time. I think she died so- recent. I mean, not recently, within like the last few years, but within the last ten years but that had been going on for like 20 plus years or something which and so she was like 24
1: or 25
0: mm-hmm. when that happened
1: so the point is we all should really have like you and i should have advanced directives right. and we should be looking at them every once in a while mm-hmm. right and we should right. have medical and financial powers of attorney mm-hmm. which you you have that yes right? yes okay oh, yeah. and we do too yeah but we should have some kind of medical directive you know written out and you should you know but and it's but it's- And that's so
0: important, too, because it, before my mom got sick, it, 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 only one year before she got sick, I was talking to her about that. I'm like, you need to have a POA. You need to have all this stuff. So we got everything in order. I went up there. We got it all oh, taken care of. That's so great. So then um, when she got sick in the hospital, um, I, you know… I can't remember. I don't think I had copies of the paper. I think she had all the papers. Like, I didn't take anything. I don't know why. Usually I do keep that stuff. Yeah, But I didn't have it. So um, we had to track it down, and we were able to get it, and... Maybe I did have – I can't remember. I just know that I still to this day have a draft email when I was trying to email the nurse and the first one didn't go through. So then I went to the second one. And the first one finally went through. So I still – I've never been able to delete that. I don't know why. It's really weird. Really? But it has all of her like – Like what her wishes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. makes it so much easier on you.
1: Yes. Right? It's huge. It's like yeah. – I mean, it's partly for that person, but it's partly for you who's yeah. going to have to be making all those decisions. Right. And it's not – too early. I should probably even write my shit down. Right. Like what I want to have done.
0: I mean, years ago I would write letters to the kids and throw them in my drawer because I'm like eventually someone's gonna have to go through this drawer and they're gonna find it. So they have something. And it's been a long time, but I like to update them every few years so that they're more current. Oh. Just because it's what kind of letters? Just like, you know, um, you know, the one thing I think that is really important to understand is that, you know, our parents teach us a lot of stuff, but our parents don't teach us about grief and they don't teach us what it's like to live without them. And, I, and that to me is really hard because my mom lost her mom um, her, my grandmother was like in her 80s right so my mom got literally 20 more years with her mom went through the whole like she lived with her you know my grandmother is so funny she had those sun sundown
1: oh sundowners yes yeah, sundowners. so she had Alzheimer's and then she mixed her days and nights up yes
0: and then she would leave the house my mom had to put like locked down the house yes. like she would always disappear in the middle of the night my, yes. my, she moved my mom my grandmother in with her but anyway I really wish my mom would have talked more about that and she never did so one of the things that I want my kids to know is that it's okay like this is natural like don't let it consume you I just grief for me I didn't expect that amount of pain Mm. at all and I like to set my expectations for a lot of things there's just I don't think you can ever be prepared but I was I literally was not prepared for that
1: well and I I think that's the theme that keeps coming up right like you, you you think you're prepared and you're never prepared even when you when you are prepared but you can be more prepared, at least, like, you, like, you can prepare uh, what you can, what what you can, not I guess, control what you can control. Right. You can control whether or not things are in an orderly fashion and your children know your wishes, but you can't control when it's going to happen. Right. And you can't control necessarily how you're going to feel about it. Right. Or how people are going to feel about right. it. Right. But the things you, so... So I guess, you know, you. there are things you can't control, but the things you can control are,
0: hey, let me make it a little easier for you. Right. Let me make it a little easier for everyone. And, those are, and the letters basically are like, I love you and just always be the best or always do the best or always like, don't let, you know, anything keep you down or hold you back or things like that. Just, Aww, you know what I mean? That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Aw, you better I write letters that. now.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I could write letters. It's
0: it's not easy. It's it's very emotional because you know.
1: I don't know if I could write letters, but I you know I should have some kind of basics like this is and even like we had clients um, who uh, the the mother in law was one of the mother-in-laws was very and then this isn't you know the couple was retired so mm-hmm. they weren't young but they're in his the mother-in-law so she was must have been in her like you know late 80s early 90s she was always terrible with money and all, like not very organized but what she did was she wrote out very specifically how you know she wanted everything handled you know that she I am making this up but she wanted to be cremated and the song she wanted at her funeral and the, the places she wanted her ashes scattered or she had written it all out. And the, the husband was like, you know, my mother-in-law was always kind of pain in the ass. But that was the best gift she could have ever given us. Right. Was we
0: knew exactly what she wanted. We didn't have to worry if we were doing it right. Right. Or
1: if we were honoring her in the right way. Well,
0: and that's important because you're like, you know, um, you just want to make sure you're – um, like you said, honoring them properly. Well, and I think in terms of
1: the things you need to focus on, you need to have, I at the very least, you have to have the legal documents, yes. right? You got, mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. You can even go online, Right. you know, or a lot of companies will have like a legal Zoom right. type thing yeah. where like you pay five bucks a month and you get – but you at least you need to at least have the medical and financial power of attorney. Right. Then I think the next most important thing are like the directives, mm-hmm. like you know, hey, if I have. Late stage dementia, like just let me go.
0: Okay. By the way, this reminds me. Um, when we had our friend pass away, um, when um, when Dale yes. and his best friend walked into the his apartment, he had a book sitting on the coffee table that said, "I'm dead. Now what?" And you can get this on Amazon, everybody. And you can, and it puts everything together. It's just a thing. And like he's had had it for years. He had his passwords. He had all of his equipment, like all everything. It just laid everything out. And it made things so easy. That for them, for that the should family. be your mom hack. Yeah, is
1: I'm dead now. What?
0: Yes, like that. You just
1: everyone needs that. Even like with my dad being in the hospital, you know, he called me yesterday and it's like, hey, uh, my phone just died, and he's in the hospital. So like that's a lifeline. That's yeah. how when the because do- you, you know the, the doctors just show up when they're going to show up. Yeah, and. That's how I, you know, I've I've been like, Dad, get me on the phone every time a doctor's there. Well, if he doesn't have a phone, right? You know, that is a problem. Yeah. So, um, even go, but even going to, you know, to Verizon, mm-hmm. and they were amazing, by the way. Thank you, Verizon. Um, but they, you know, the, I had, thank God my mom could authorize some of that stuff, but you know we you
0: know i love that by the way she got them did you get them apple watches is that I what got you them said? apple watches <laughs> and then she's like and i put them on my my life360 and i'm like I, it's important like you have to be able to track your family i have them on life360 and you can
1: also track them with through apple watches but that's going to take some more like technology yes. but life360 i could add them right away yes um, but at least they can check their heart rates and stuff and yeah. they can check a bunch of their vitals. And right. I don't care if like, you know, the Russian bots are getting all their information <laughs> or whatever, like it, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, but I think, you know, you have to have the, the legal powers of attorney in place. Number mm-hmm. one, like just mm-hmm. baseline, get that done. Right. Cause, it, Cause that can skip a lot of headaches in terms of making sure that someone can pay for things and carry out your wishes for you. Mm-hmm. That it's the person you want to carry out your wishes for you. Then I think you need to have, you should have some kind of directive, like, "Hey, you know, I, you know, don't don't keep me on life support indefinitely. You know, um, I lived a good life, whatever. You know, or but or I do want to have every kind of you know um, effort made, right? You know, like yes, s- s- you need to let someone know that, yeah, right, right. Um, and then I think it is important to say also you know, what you want your wishes to be, like Mm -hmm. what you want um, for funeral services or your remains and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, yes, it actually is really helpful to have a will or a trust where it says this is where I want, who I want to get this. And we have seen people fight over sticks of furniture. So it's, again, it's not for you. You're dead. You're Mm -hmm. gone, right? right? Or you're incapacitated and you have no cognitive capabilities like you're checked out already so right. this is for all the people left and the more specific you can be the less anguish it leaves for other people and the less drama it's and potential trend. fights yes. that you can sidestep yeah because you've been specific right you know no, and I, I know true. it doesn't I I get I get me you know what but if it if it's that hard for you like me I don't know like just have just I don't know. Take some edibles, have a martini, do what you need to do. But write that shit down. Yes, write you have it to. down. It just makes things easier. I mm. and I actually ended up getting it. wasn't I'm dead now. What? But I got there's another thing on Amazon. You can get this. It's but it's I think it's the same version of that. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. It's called the peace of mind. I think it's called a peace of mind. Yes. Whatever. Right. And after my mom went into surgery and came home I got one for each of my parents oh good and there's a lot of overlap but I'm like can you just just, please try to fill these out yes just try to get these Mm -hmm. filled Mm -hmm. out um anyway so it's you know it's just it's it's interesting becoming the caretaker um it's unexpected it's intense. It could be short-lived like yours.
0: Right. Or it could be long. You just take care of your parents for a while. Either mm-hmm. way, it's nice to have them, but it's it's hard when they're gone. You yes. know, there isn't anything easy. there. It, it if Whether they're getting elderly in your care or they die early, it's still, it's a lot of work.
1: You know what I will also say, though, too? So, you know, my mother keeps saying, you know, I feel so badly that you're having to do this. But, you know... To, I'm being real honest here. It's not. Um, it, it it it's not awful. No, it's not. It, it you know, it's unexpected. You yeah. know, I was like, hey, when my kids move out, I'm gonna have all this free time. That's not happening. But you know, building the a separate house. To, now I think if my parents had to move into my house with me, Ugh. that would be different. Yes. But to build like a separate attached home that is completely separate right. from ours. right? You know, that, I always say that's how families used to live. You used right. to live like your aunts and uncles were all in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's because it's easier to raise kids that way. Yep. It's easier all the way around, right? It's if, so true. like you don't know when you're going to become incapacitated or need help. Like it's just easier if, when we live in such a spread out
0: society but honestly that that's easier no I hear you you know what's really has been adjustment for me is growing up with so many siblings there was five of us and then you know with Dale and I moving out of state it's just our family just the four of us and mm-hmm. my whole mom's side of the family is gone and my dad's side I'm I have cousins that I talk to you know we're on social media together and then um but it's weird because I always loved being around my whole family and my mom loved when we came home too we would always play poker or we'd play some game and we would just laugh and have so much fun and she loved that and I remember when she was in the hospital but all five of us were there and we were doing something happened and we were all cracking up laughing and I saw my mom like try to wake up like try to get you know get yeah. some consciousness and she just couldn't and I knew she felt us and knew we were there and that's what she loved so I know that you know we were all there and so that's the exact point I was trying to mm-hmm. make is that Having
1: family around you and caretaking, yes, it actually isn't this awful burden. No, I mean it's not the easiest thing all the Mm -hmm, time, mm -hmm. but what is easy, right? Right. And it is so cool that, like, I actually am looking forward to having my parents living next door to me. Right? You know, like I enjoy my parents. Yes, and and they're they're fun, and they are going to get back to being healthy again. Yes, and it was it was a little a little taster right mm-hmm. a little like hey eventually they are going to get sick and just diminish and die right. right right and it's not so bad having them you know like next door so you can caretake in a lovely easier manner yes um and and so it's it's not necessarily this burden it's not necessarily this burden no um caretaking it just mm-hmm. like raising children wasn't a burden. No. time. Like, it was hard. Yes, right, and right. Still, it still will continue to be hard. But it was like, but it was also beautiful. Mm-hmm. And 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 even some of the hard things had beauty in it. Yes, right, right. And now it's just a shift where you're. It's not the the parenting part of it for the kids. Now you're parenting a little bit more your parents, but it's beautiful too. It is absolutely so. Right. And yeah. you really, you didn't want to watch your mom pass, but. No it was, there was beauty in being there for her. hundred
0: uh, yes. percent. Right? Yep. And being part of that? Yeah, definitely. It's like, I remember after she had passed away, um, I was cleaning up the room, like, because they had brought in like a, a bunch of treats and coffee and tea and like all like a cart of all these goodies and so I'm like picking up the trash and putting everything back on the tray and stuff and my brothers they were like I have to leave so I'm like it's fine you guys go I'll pick everything up and then I went over to the window and I turned around and my mom was laying there and she was you know she was turning jaundiced because you know her uh that pancreatic cancer had gotten to her liver Mm -hmm. and um I just gave her a big kiss on her forehead and I was like I'll see you later (laughs) (laughs) no it's I know I'm sorry I keep
1: making <laughs> she's Sweetie. she has had tears in her eyes like half a dozen times and she keeps laughing instead of crying I um, well I I'm, feel
0: so much better now grief is not I do not like it you know and I don't want anything to happen to anybody else <laughs> not yeah my sibling nobody I couldn't it would be too hard. So, I, you know, and that's the thing. Life is so precious. It's so much fun. I love the family. I love like entertaining everybody because life is, it's, life is, gets to be hard sometimes. You know what I mean? And so you have to enjoy those moments and the precious time that you have with your loved ones. It's so important. It is. Yeah. It is. And the
1: more you can prepare, the easier it'll make it to Definitely. just be engaged in those really lovely moments. Right. As opposed to stressing about stuff that really, That's the stuff you control. So that's
0: exactly it. Control the Mm -hmm. things you can
1: control. Right, it's
0: true. Well, I think I'm done making you cry today. (laughs) (laughs) As you look at me with tears in your eyes. No, no, it's good. They're happy tears. They're just memories, you know, that come come (laughs) that make
1: me cry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a mom hap on behalf of my mom. Okay, because when she was in the hospital, right? She was in ICU and open heart surgery when you're in your 70s i mean yeah. st- open heart surgery is a big deal open heart surgery in your mid 70s is tough and she looked real rough when she got out of surgery real mm-hmm. rough and i don't think she i don't think she even remembers her time in icu And she was there for like a little over a week mm-hmm. and um but when she was kind of coming to herself but she was still really incapacitated um and, uh, you know, so she's in ICU and and finally she's like, ah, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'll watch TV to distract myself. So I'm like, well, let me put on the Hallmark channel because it was, you know, <laughs> yes. we we're heading into like getting ready for Thanksgiving and yeah. they had the Christmas stuff on. And I was like, all right, let's let's get the Hallmark channel because it's, you know, kind of mind mind cotton candy. Yes. Right. So I put that on and she actually that really was great because it was a low key way to kind of, you know, reengage and you know, and not just being like healing, you know, just, and so she, she, now she says she can't watch the Hallmark Channel, but that's what she watched while she was in ICU. And probably like two days later, they put a guy in in the room next to her and the doors are open in ICU for the most part. And, um, this guy was, I don't know what was going on with him, but he was, he was yelling out, why me? What did I do? (laughs) When can I go home? Nurse, come help me. And my mom was like, you know just sitting there and my dad's sitting there and kind of like god this guy and um finally my mom goes she yells out turn on the Hallmark channel <laughs> and my dad can't get it he just it that tickled him he told me that story i don't know like half a dozen times but um anyway so when you have a parent who's not feeling great that Hallmark channel, especially during the holidays, <laughs> yes, it is a lifesaver. It is. It will. It was. It's cotton candy for the brain. and It'll cheer you right on up. Yes, so, so don't true. be afraid to turn on that Hallmark channel.
0: No, it's so good. I love it during the holidays too. Mm-hmm. I only watched a couple of shows in the holidays. I did watch that one with Chris uh, Lindsay Lohan. Like oh, did you? Ball- I heard it was
1: good. It was adorable. Okay, I need to watch it then.
0: It's, it's the. It's
1: like Hallmark holiday. I love a good comeback story too. Yeah. I'm rooting for Lindsay. Yes. So what's your mom hack?
0: So actually I have a couple. So, um, Actually, since you shared your mom's mom hack, I'll share one for my mother-in-law. Okay. She, um, actually, we had these poinsettias that we bought during Christmas, right? Or yeah. During Thanksgiving for Christmas. And then they, they were starting to dry out fast. And, you know, it's just hard to keep them alive here in Arizona. Yeah. So anyway, um, but my mother-in-law taught me this, that if you have a, pl- a plant that's like wilted, um, you, if you just take a cup of cold coffee, like not hot coffee, and you dilute it with water and put it in like water your plant with this, it perks it right up. Ooh. The caffeine gets it going. No, it works every time. So I had a pot of coffee and it was cooled off. And so I'm like, um, I was looking, I was trying to like clean up the dead leaves. I'm like, oh, come on, poinsettia. Like you can do it. You can and make then it. And I remembered. I was like, oh, I'm going to put some. And I put some in there and the little, the leaves that were left like sprung up and it's the caffeine that does it. Wow. That's what my mother-in-law told me anyway. For years. Like I've always used that for years.
1: Proving just yet again that caffeine is really the source of life. <laughs> it is. Truly and truly. Definitely. I love that. Me too. Did
0: you have any more? Yes. Yeah, so can I give one more? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So our podcast. Next week I'm yeah. be like, why did I give all my, my good ones away? So during, like it's wintery here for Arizona. It's cold. It's rainy. And um, I forgot about this wine, this hot spiced wine. Oh. And this is really, it's so good. It's like you take a, you get a bottle of Manischewitz cherry. Cherry Manischewitz wine and um, like a 32 ounce of apple juice and like three sticks of cinnamon, three cinnamon sticks. And you just warm them in a pot on the stove and you can transfer to your crock pot. But don't boil it, people. We're not trying to burn our mouths. You just want it to be like warm, hot tea. And it's so tasty and refreshing. It gets a little sugary. The apple juice gets a little sweet for me. So I can do like maybe two cups and that's it. But it makes you feel all warm and rummy. Oh, that would be kinda of nice for like Christmas Eve. Yes. You know, it's like, a really Christmas good. Eve drink. Mm-hmm. Um, well what's your one good thing? Oh my gosh. There's so many good things. We've actually it's been it's been crazy, but one good thing is that um, I think for me I think it's a, we've moved on to it's 2023 now and I had a really great time with my family like all four of us stayed home pretty much for the holidays my oldest worked a lot but we really had a good we had good family time we ate dinner together at the table a couple of times so that was really nice
1: I think your one good thing should be that your husband finally got a goddamn car. <laughs> he
0: did. It is. I did forget about that. He just finally got one. He had his truck. A long blew national up
1: nightmare six, is over.
0: Yeah, his truck died six months ago, but the car prices in the inventory have been awful. And look, I all I do is go to work and go home. So I was like, just take my car. Just take me to work. Pick me up. Whatever. You know, we just managed it that way, which was fine. But yes, he finally found a car on Christmas Eve. Actually, wow. Uh, no, New Year's Eve. Sorry. Nice. Eve. Yes. So it was fun. Sitting that's... at the dealership. I'm like, can we go now? Like, what are we waiting for? There's nobody here. Where's the papers? Let's oh. go. <laughs> that is,
1: that is, I'm glad that you are getting that taken care of. Yes. That's very happy a, about that's that. That's a big one. Yes. So starting off 2023,
0: one, the right, right way. Right. Exactly. We have to have one that tows the boat. Like, there's all these But he was smart to wait
1: because the price of, um, Sec- we always buy. I mean, yes, uh, we yeah, always buy we see- secondhand yes. cars yep. because we do the same thing, we, right? It's a depreciating asset. So, but um, the the price of used cars has been dropping like one percent per mm-hmm. week, right? Basically, so right. it's like it's been been pretty significant in the past yes. few weeks because. Yeah. It, they got so expensive oh, during ridiculous. you know it was the last ridiculous year. Mm-hmm. yeah so I think it was smart that he waited yes even so though I'm happy it was like whew, it was a lot it
0: was well especially during the holidays because I needed to do my hustle and bustle and he needed to do his but we just had the one vehicle and so. Um, usually I just I actually did most of my ordering online shopping online this year that was Me actually too. actually here's another mom hack and I'm giving everything away um when your significant other or your kids put things in the amazon cart and and sometimes like we do save for later a lot so just go through that list and pick things out that they wanted that you just didn't buy throughout the year because most likely you have a pretty long list so I picked up a few things for Dale in there that he wanted but he just was like ah I'm not gonna get that right now I'll wait or whatever oh, that's Smart. yeah that's really it out
1: it's like sneaky christmas shopping. i know
0: and it's stuff that they want so you're not having to guess hmm. that's another thing Whoa. oh and the kids put powerpoints together this year for the christmas list did you tell them about jack's oh powerpoint
1: no i didn't see his well not well the one where he wanted um
0: he money for his girlfriend yes well, yeah. So Brooklyn had this one and it said it had like a disclaimer and it was a Santa dabbing, like the Santa dab. Okay. And it was like the Santa dab means this is what I want most. <laughs> so whatever she whatever their her item was that had the Santa dab. Oh they God, had links so to funny. Amazon. They had links to Sephora. They had all kinds of stuff. So funny,
1: Jack didn't want anything. He just wanted gas cards. Oh. So we got all these different gas cards for him, good. and we wrapped them up in random boxes. That's He's so like cute. Yeah, so that's cute. That's what he, you know, that's what he wanted. So my one good thing is that my dad is getting discharged today from the, his second yes. stay in the hospital, and then we're gonna go see his urologist tomorrow. So hopefully we get that situation taken care of because it has been this long national nightmare. And yes. again, I the second time he got. Uh, sent to the hospital, you know, I go, I'm back there. And they have the case manager come in, who's a nurse. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you from last time. I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, you're in the medical profession, right? And I'm like, <laughs> nope, it just seems that way. So anyway. I got um, my PhD from WebMD. Jesus. I it's, It is fascinating how much medical knowledge you have to have Mm -hmm. to be a good advocate for your parents and I it just is mind-blowing but anyway um, so the long national nightmare is over and he's coming home and you know if we can get the urologist on board Hopefully, we get this last little issue fixed, and then we're on the road to recovery. That so. would be amazing. Jesus H. Christ. But anyway, <laughs> never thought I'd talk to my parents so much about
0: pooping and peeing
1: <laughs> and their vital signs, and I can tell you what the normal range for a white blood cell count is. I can... Tell you what normal heart rates are and how much they can drop before it's problematic and it's oh Jesus I mean really I do feel like I'm in a medical profession. Oh my but gosh. Anyway,
0: it's a lot. So good job for taking care good, of
1: everything. Yes, and good job taking care of your mom and you. taking care of me and taking care of all of us. Yes. So cheers. Press and hold. Press and hold. Thanks everyone.
0: Thank you.